Welcome back to Retail Therapy. My name's Will DeFreeze. With me in the studio, my co-host, Barrett Dudley. Barrett, great to see you. Oh, it's good to see you as well. Um, now, I can't see you on camera, of course, because we are camera-less today. Correct. Our producer, Randy, is out uh, early this week, and so we don't have any video for today's episode. But you know what? It was kind of nice walking into the studio today, not having to print myself. The, yeah, that's right. That's true. Um, and it, it, it's really only disappointing because you just did a little number with a uh, with a tapping record and then dropping the beat. Mm-hmm. That was just, I mean, you looked like a professional DJ over there. It sounded really cool, too. There was like a thump of the pad of the roadcaster. We have- And uh, it's you've, you've obviously been like picking up some tips from the guy that you guys are always watching out in the uh out in the bullpen i don't know what's happening around the studio but yeah for some reason we've gotten addicted to watching this uh, i don't even know his name i don't even know if he's famous enough to, for other people to know his name but it's just a steady shot on this dude who just djs and he just does it at picturesque locations and uh he just djs while the sun goes down that 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 dude's really he's he's living the dream I mean, every view, every stream he has has like eight hundred thousand streams yeah. on it. Like yeah. he's just killing it. Oh, he's monetized, baby. Yeah, you yeah, it's mean? a good thing. So. No, it does make me feel like a, a pretty impressive person when I can work the roadcaster in front of me. Mainly because growing up, uh, not only did I know it, uh, but other people told me how little musical talent I had. <laughs> and so, working something like this does make me feel like I actually have some musical talent, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. It's a pretty cool feeling overall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of musical talent, uh, I think we're both down bad today, Barrett. I don't think either of us went uh, or uh, had a good morning when it came to, you know, I don't know, the Midnight's tour. Yeah, um, something something's up, and and you know, I even I, I had to post about it on Instagram because I was I was just so distraught and so uh, just kind of exasperated with the whole situation. But I I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago as well. But like, I, it, it, even AOC is tweeting about it today. It's crazy. She's she's down bad too. She went after Live Nation in the in the Ticketmaster monopoly again today, and you have to think that it's because she also struck out on on uh, on the Eras tour. I mean, but at this... uh, but but I, I I mean, help me out here because I because I, I feel like this can't possibly be right, but at the same time, I have a sneaking suspicion that I am right. Mm-hmm. Is this the most sought after concert ticket of all time? It's starting to feel like it. It's like, starting to feel I, like, like it. I have certainly never, ever seen anything like this. Like George Strait tours, Elton John tours, Paul McCartney tours. And it's like, those are expensive tickets. Rolling Stones, like whoever it might be. But like, they're gettable. They're accessible. They, they're, they are, you know? Yeah. Like all you need is like a couple hundred bucks. You don't need much. Right? Yeah. And then, and then you just like, you, you know, you either get in the pre-sale or you get in the line or you buy... Resale now with this whole like dynamic pricing and pre all the pre releases and like the yeah, dynamic that, pricing thing to me is to be honest it like, doesn't sit well with me just from the idea of it like I don't feel as though I feel like a ticket should cost this much in this section it shouldn't matter if there's numerous people wanting to go in there shouldn't be surge pricing for something that is traditionally so straightforward. Well, yeah, and I mean, it, and and right, we understand the intention behind it, I guess. Like, I'm I'm happy that they're screwing the resellers, but it's actually like they're just screwing both sides. It feels like they're screwing us just to screw the resellers. Right. That's what it feels yes. like as the consumer. I'm well, not saying it's no, it should no, be that. No, way. you're you're right because they are basically and what, what they're the resellers up, now. They're the resellers <laughs> now. So that's that's all that's happened is that they've taken the, 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 the basically they just killed jobs. Basically, they hate they hate jobs. They hate people. <laughs> <laughs> and so they 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 want all that money. So they just took all the resellers' money, put all the resellers and scalpers out of business, and make ma- made it so that like we basically have no chance 
at even like a normally priced ticket. It's ridiculous. So I, it's it, it's it's all of this, man. I mean, he, he, like just I I don't understand how we're this deep into to you know the information age, the internet, all that type of stuff. You know, shouts to Al Gore who invented it, and um, like we can't figure out bot protection. We can't figure out ways to like get things and commodities into the hands of people that actually want them. Like there, there, there has to be a way to figure this stuff out. I'm not blaming Taylor Swift for this. It's probably a lot of stuff that's out of her control. But what I will blame her for is not coming up with a solution before this. She re-recorded her stuff, so she owns the masters now. She's done her new album. She's released her new album. She's figured out the recording side of things and how she can personally benefit from this the most. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, Taylor, you need to start working with these arenas. And you need to start selling these tickets through your own website, through your own designed thing that allows us as consumers to be able to have an equal shot at getting tickets. And I don't I, the, feel like that, that's, that's how the it thing. is. Like, I don't think that's even possible I don't with, think it is with Live Nation and Ticketmaster right no. now. Like, I think they own so much of, of, of the entire system that it's just, you know, it's, it's rigged. I'm starting to remember... A lot of a lot of things have come up lately, and I'm starting to remember why I got into. Glad pump. you passed on like, the uh, the election joke there that was just sit, sitting there for you to take it. <laughs> well, uh, like uh, maybe it's how much skateboarding I've been watching. Maybe it's yeah, just yeah. like because I've been dressing more like I did in high school. Uh -huh. But I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like thinking like I need to start not just listening to old punk music from uh -huh. my my yeah. high school days. I need to start acting on it yeah. like I used to. Like, like I need to start being a little more <laughs> like I need to be a, start being a little more like wild. Yeah. And like you need I need to start revolting a little bit machine. more. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. felt like in high school I actually was like kind of kind of trying to live that life even mm -hmm. though I was also trying to make my parents think that I was like, mm -hmm. you know, not. And and I just feel like I've gone soft and, and I don't know, maybe it's like the old like Late '90s, no effects. I've been listening to lately, but I, I think I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start being a little more punk rock. Is that start... why your wishlist edition this week is a Che Guevara T-shirt? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not even that. It's just a, a really beat up vintage green jacket that looks like mm. I, I'm Che Guevara. <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's it's a VHS copy of Motorcycle Diaries that I can just watch. <laughs> in my in my on my hipster television maybe a little uh, uh castro cat hat like mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. like enrique iglesias wore well, in the early 2000s i thought that berets were gonna be making like a big comeback because uh -huh. like I, I like noah sold one and then ald started selling them ring the bell ring ding and then like i was like okay so i guess we're going through a beret, a beret era yeah but i don't think they've caught on enough i feel like there's a weirdness around berets it, i think here's the problem with berets it, everybody looks stupid in a beret yeah right yeah like like guys just look dumb in well, a beret. I feel like there's two yeah, ways to look at berets. There are exceptions to this rule, just like there are to to, to all of them. But like you're not going to see like it. it you know, uh, it, it, Zach Efron's not going to walk down the street in a beret and just automatically pull it off. No, yeah, people are going to have questions right. like what political cause is he supporting <laughs> with this beret? There's two ways to look at berets. Like it's either like very... okay, you're French or you're political in some way. Yeah, and I don't right. know where the I don't know where the gray area is. Or, or you need to yes, I totally agree with that. They do they they do give up a, a political vibe and because even when, you know, the the person that suddenly came to mind that like, oh, here's who could pull off a beret, Andre 3000. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but and, it's going to feel a little political when yeah, he does like it. Yeah, like right? when he does it, it's like, oh, he's he's about to go fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's uh, they, you're right though. I did. I I think there was kind of a moment there where they 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 tried they tried to get the berets out there, but they they just didn't they didn't they didn't latch. I thought about buying one as a bit, but it was a little too expensive for a bit.
and I also don't <laughs> think I can do it. Uh, do you think you're going to end up at the uh, Houston show uh, at NRG for Taylor Swift well, Midnight so Tour? I, I would actually like to end up at one of the shows in Arlington. Really? Why yeah. Arlington? Um, here's why. I am I'm a noted AT&T Center hater. Okay. I don't like being in that stadium. Okay. It's too big and too spaceship like and it just feels very cold. Okay. And I think that the massive 400 foot TV screen is a distraction for watching a football game. I've only I don't want to like, I don't want to flex right now. I've only been in there once. I went there for a Cowboys Lions game. And yeah. I had front row tickets. Yeah. So I shouldn't have been looking at the screen the entire time. I looked at the screen the entire time. I <laughs> okay, couldn't, so couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I was about to say, like, even if you have, maybe if you have good tickets, you're not looking at the screen. It, it's so big and so hard to not look at that I just finally yeah. said, like, all right, I guess I'm just looking at the screen now. Okay. But for Taylor Swift, who is doing a stadium tour because she can fill it, and because me, you know, of, of my current means, I'm not going to be in the floor seats. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm just trying to get in the door. Yeah. And therefore, I actually think that the screen at AT&T Center would be pretty awesome for her. Yeah, show. it might come up clutch. Might come up clutch. Because there's, not, there's nothing like that. Like, I want to be able to see what's going on. I want to see special guests and celebrities that she brings out, right? Like, Yeah. She's not bringing any celebrities. Oh, out. yes, she is. Like, Haim? I, I mean, in Dallas, she's probably bringing the Jonas Brothers. No. Yeah, yeah. They're, no. they're going to pop on. Dak what? Prescott's going get to get, get up on the stage with her. It's not. She's not bringing out anybody. Luca's gonna. No. Be there. What I've learned about what I've learned about these big acts is that if, if she brings out someone like night one and night two, then I'll be like, all right, she's bringing someone out for no, the re- entire tour. Reputation tour is is like that is a nobody likes that album. But, but that was the tour. But the, that was the last tour she did, and she brought out celebrities at every single show. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. like her thing now. Sorry. I'm I mean, showing. I'm showing okay. that I'm green. No, I'm, I'm, may, a new, I'm may, new to the Taylor Swift. Maybe you. Here's maybe, maybe you're right because that was. That was in the that was in the era of like, oh my God, Taylor's friend group is like the coolest thing in the world. Remember when she was like doing the fourth, yeah, yeah, yeah. fourth of oh, July? Oh, she was with the Hadid with like, like at all times. Carly Kloss and Gigi Hadid yeah. and like didn't her and, and Carly Kloss? What happened with Carly Kloss? Well, she started dating Jared or ma- married Jared Kushner's, Kushner's brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> And, now, uh, now I see. I I didn't intentionally crop Carly Claus. Not out that of there's a, anything wrong with that, and they have been you, you can know, marry whoever you want. Like like pretty adamant about like hey, just because we're related to these people doesn't mean that we agree with anything that they. I didn't know she uh, did that. That's funny because I believe in, but but that I cropped her out unintentionally of a, a scaries meme, and several people like gave me the hand clap emoji saying <laughs> thank you for cropping her out, and I'm like, well, I didn't mean to. Yeah, but no, I, I don't really know why she why she kind of got. I think she just kind of turned away from the limelight a little bit too. I had some old Kushner takes that I'd like back. But that but that that was point being that was like the era pun intended where where part of the the draw of Taylor Swift was how cool and fun all of her friends mm-hmm. seemed. And so I think that was like it, that was she was kind of massaging that with how she was bringing out you know everybody uh, just yeah this person at this show and then this celebrity at this show and then like oh my god I'm in the, at the forum and here's you know, Jennifer Nettles from, uh, you lost me. Sugarland. Sugarland. I, <laughs> I wasn't going to save you there. Famous country band. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, I don't know why that's the one that popped in my mind, but that, but that is the one that popped in my mind. And, uh, so I know what, what's been announced already is that like the, the openers for her in are, are different. Yeah. Like, per, yeah. She per knows region. that night one. And they're pretty big openers, right? Like it's yeah. Paramore and Haim, I think, and yeah. you know, shit like that. So it's, I, I do. So m- maybe you're right. Maybe there won't be any 
kind of like extra special guest appearances. But I just always you, imagine you, you that these, these giant stadium shows, like they don't even know what city they're in half the time. They're just like, right. all right, I'm just going to go out and knock this out of the park. And then I'm going to go swim in my pool of money. And then I'm going to go home. And that's what I picture her doing sometimes. But I'm a Swifty. I'll stand up for her no matter what. I, I, I think she, a lot like Harry Styles, is like, uh, understands the power that her fan base holds and therefore, uh, you know, like does her best to serve, to serve it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm still going to end up at the show somehow or another. We'll see. Yeah. No, we'll see. I, 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 I still feel positive about it. I just hate the experience of it all. And I don't understand what is happening with like just concerts in general. I had a I had a friend of a friend's link today to log in and try to get in line and I was like I just don't want to do this. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm just I feel like I should just wait this out. Something will fall into my lap eventually. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, okay. Before we uh kick things off today. <laughs> we got some some programming notes. Uh, while today's episode is not on YouTube, you can find us on YouTube for almost every episode of Retail Therapy, youtube.com slash Podcast. Please go check that out. The listener companions can be found at willdefreeze.substack.com. As always, go follow Retail Pod on Instagram. And finally, our most anticipated episode of the year is obviously the gift guide. Barrett and I will be doing the gift guide sooner than later. Uh, whether or not we get that in before Black Friday, probably not going to happen probably not going to happen. But guess what? I'm going to guess that some of the stuff we have on this gift guide probably aren't like great Black Friday deal things. So I'm just going to I'm just going to say that and put it out there. Yeah. And not circle back on that because I might be wrong. But we're going to be doing the gift guide. It's the most popular episode of the year, uh, two years running. And so I think we'd be uh, I think we'd be like we'd just be idiots to not do it. Do do you try to do any gift shopping around Black Friday? (sighs) No, Black Friday for me, I usually avoid it. Because honestly, if I'm being completely honest, the reason I avoid it isn't for any consumerism reasons. It isn't for anything like that. It's usually just because I don't feel like getting online and shopping on a Friday of a long weekend. It's just not something I feel like doing. Yeah. This year, I've done something that I'm not really psyched about because I know we're going to overspend. But I have made a list of certain things that I need upgraded in our place. And we are going to hopefully buy them on Black Friday. Okay, there you go. So we have a list of just like, all right, we've been looking to replace this for the last six months. Yeah. Let's just finally do it. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But before we get in, before we uh, start off today, let's hear from our friends. We've got a new sponsor. Our friends over at Tee Up. If you know anything about me, you know I like to be comfortable and maybe dress down a little bit for most scenarios. But these days... The golf course has become a place where dressing down is not the worst thing and comfort can be paramount for you. I'm introducing to you the Tee Up Tour Jogger. It's the perfect gift for the holiday season. Whether whether you have got a golfer in the mix, whether you don't, they're still going to love these joggers. Get your holiday shopping done early at teeupstore.com. These are premium joggers designed for the course. They've got proprietary four-way stretch poly twill fabric. They've got water repellent technology, which is just big for everybody involved, belt loops and back pockets. A lot of people don't realize that some golf courses, you just have to have belt loops. That's what they require out of you. You have to have belt loops. That's that's like the line that they draw for you. So if you have an an elastic waist and you don't have a belt on, they might say, Mm. "Eh, sir, a little dressed down. But otherwise, like if you have belt loops and you can just toss a belt on there, you're good. Yeah. No rules about elastic uh, hems. No. You know? No. That's the, uh, that's, they call that the Ricky Fowler rule. <laughs> well, Ricky Fowler would probably love these. These are all about style and comfort. These are designed for on and off the course. They're great for golf trips. So you can wear them to the course and then you can wear them straight to the bar if you want to. These are truly Lululemon quality, but designed for golf. And they're American made in Fall River, Massachusetts. And they're guaranteed 
to get five strokes off your handicap. I'll take that. I don't know if they can back that up. But <laughs> if you want 20% off your order, go to tupstore.com and use code SUNDAY20 at checkout. Again, that's 20% off of your order by going to tupstore.com and using code SUNDAY20 at checkout. All right, Barrett. Some news dropped yesterday. I guess I don't even know when it dropped. It was on Dumois. Yeah. As all as all uh, celebrity rumors start these That's days. That's correct. That's correct. And I don't really know uh, where to begin because something tells me we should have seen this coming from a mile away. We should have. But yeah. the rumors are, and I think the rumors have since been somewhat confirmed by uh-huh. other sources, that uh-huh. Pete Davidson has moved on from Kim Kardashian and is now dating the newest uh, single A-lister on the market, <laughs> Emily Ratajkowski. Yeah. Did... did Honest question. Did we even float that this would happen on this podcast? Because I feel like we've discussed this at I, some point. I, we've just, I feel like we've discussed Emily Ratajkowski before. We've discussed her in her like in her post-divorce, you know, new newfound singledom, uh-huh. right? And then obviously we we covered that that her pod was dropping last week. Uh, and then we may have touched on the fact that there were the Brad Pitt rumors. Yes, we definitely did say something about the Brad Pitt rumors. Those but, have since uh, been put to rest. But, but it looks like that that was uh, either not true, untrue, or uh, was was just you know was a short lived flank. What okay? What kind of move is this for both of them separately? Like Pete is just really going through. What would be considered some of the more desirable uh, female celebrities out yeah, there? Yeah, for what, what what this makes me think of the 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 meme or the the clip, um, and I I can't even I for, I can picture it in my head. I can't remember exactly what it's from, but it's like somebody just screaming. He can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's I feel like um, it's a rite of passage if you're an A lister at this point to be like to you date, know what date, all right Davidson. it's my it's my it's my uh, it's what okay it's Q four twenty twenty two all right that's my Pete Davidson but he's, shift. Yeah, but he's not even having like a good luck chuck effect on on these ladies no you know what i mean no like, they're not they're not going from pete to like their you know their soulmate necessarily so it's i i think that it is okay it's a more natural move for pete than somebody like kim kardashian i think they're a better couple right like who who that that was a match that didn't quite make as much sense kim kardashian is for me, like California to a T at this point. Like she reps the Calabasas. Mm-hmm. She like just has much, or maybe not even California, but it's not New York to me. Mm-hmm. Like she does mm-hmm. not scream New York. Whereas Pete Davidson screams New York. Yeah. Emily Ratajkowski is like every single TikTok she posts, she's like on the streets of New York. Yeah, just she, like lives, messing she around, lives in having New York fun. for sure. And, and I think just, you know, e- even compared to some of the his other famous exes like Ariana Grande, like Emily Ratajkowski, we call her an A-lister. That is she actually deserving of that title? She's extre- I think she is. She's extremely well known, but but she's not like an A list like movie star or. But I think like starlet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think like she's the, the term supermodel act- has been like changed. I feel like in in however like the last yeah. however many years. But I feel like if we if we got down to brass tacks, she is like the best case that we have for like a supermodel out there, or she's at least one of like the the four or five that you would put on the Mount Rushmore of like supermodels and i put that in quotes yeah yeah you'd have uh I, yeah I, I see what you're saying but um and i feel like they deserve a nod they they have their own sector of fame that we can't really uh approach very well yeah but she she just makes more sense for pete i think from just an availability standpoint 
she she does have time to be recording podcasts and making TikToks on the streets of New York. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, Kim's going through her girl boss era, whereas uh, I feel like Emrata is going through her post-divorce, I'm going to thrive for a little bit era. And and that's that's the era that I think Pete needs to be a part of. Yeah. Uh, for I think it makes less sense from Emily Ratajkowski's side. I, I, I almost saw her more going with somebody like the Brad Pitt. I saw her climbing in the age age bracket and and maybe going for somebody a little bit more established and uber wealthy and I, I could have seen if her you, do the tech CEO thing as well. If you're her ex-husband, who would you rather would you rather see her with Brad Pitt or would you rather see her with Pete Davidson? Pete Davidson. Well, so Pete Davidson's just you. But if I'm her ex, I'm like, oh man, like she really has to go with the guy that's dating everybody. Like she, she's making she's making me look stupid. Yeah, but I just I don't think Pete's as much as like a like like it, 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 it's just not as much of like an upgrade technically. That's why I think okay. So I might I might be mixed up like, here because and I, and I think if obviously for, like we can only talk about perception here. If I, I, I don't know any of these people, but if, if you're her ex though, <laughs> it's it's easier to swallow if you're like yeah she dumped me for Brad Pitt. Yeah. Okay. That everyone's like, ah, oh, I mean, what are you gonna do? It's Brad Pitt. Yeah, right. But if you get done for Pete Davidson, it's like, oh, man, like, okay, he's funny. Like, he's he's the it guy right now. Like, he's dated yeah. everybody. I don't know. I I don't know. It's just it's kind of a tough pill to swallow either way. Yeah, I yeah. guess just lesson. The lesson here is don't cheat on Emily Ratajkowski if you're dating her, because <laughs> then you have to deal with the you have to deal with the ripple effect of that, and that's not fun for anybody. I, I also he used to be friends with her ex. They used to go to Knicks games together, hang out. They is were that boys. right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think they do have some connections, some some random connections. I think. I just think I just, I just think these these celebrities they operate like a high school, and it's like okay, I'm really popular and single. You're really popular and single. Let's get together for a little bit, get some headlines, and then we'll move on. Pete is Pete. Also, though, I mean, if he, as if he hadn't already cemented this, but he's just like I, I always like to think of it. I always think of a Seinfeld episode. Where Kramer talks about having the Kavorka, which is just like the the magnetic allure that he cannot explain mm-hmm. to the to you know to, for for romantic partners essentially. Yeah, Pete just has that, and I, I like you know he's got a he's got other things like he's funny, he's tall, right? Like he he does have like attractive qualities, like he's got the bad boy edge, yada yada yada. But more than anything, I just think it's like an energy and an attitude thing for him. It's I just absolutely it's, it's, it's just like he just draws in super attractive women. But I think he draws in everybody. Like he's yeah, right. he is a he's a uh, like I don't know if this will be relatable to many people because I know a lot of people haven't worked a job where you're trying to get clicks on things, but he is someone who is clickable. Like if I was if I was working for a blog right now and I needed a generic featured image for something and I could use a celebrity, I'd be like, well, I'm going to use Pete Davidson for this because he's going to catch people's eye and he's going to get people in, even if it doesn't have anything to do with him. Yeah. It could be a screenshot from a movie, whatever. He's just like someone that people gravitate toward for some reason. And people can make fun of his eyes looking like buttholes. People can say <laughs> that he's gross, that his tattoos are gross. Like they can, they can try to like tear that down, but there is something about him that you want to watch. And that stems for me from like even the S- his early SNL days. Yeah. You knew that they liked him because they don't give like the, I, I think I'm one of the few people who watches SNL religiously still, but like when you get that weekend update spot where they essentially give you a stand up routine on weekend update, yeah. 
that means they like you. And he did that at 21. And yeah. so like, there is something about him that people just like, and I don't really, I don't really stand for like the slander of like, Oh, how could, how can he get all these girls? Like whatever. Like he is somebody that if, if he wanted to be friends with both of us, we'd be like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Yes. We're going out with Pete. Yeah. Like, dude, what's Pete up to tonight? <laughs> you think Pete's going to do anything tonight? <laughs> like it'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, de definitely. Like you said, I think bottom line, we just should have seen this coming. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm about it though. I, I'm pretty happy about this. If these two start showing up at parties together and stuff like that, like I'm going to be very happy about this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lean into this celebrity couple. I'm going to, uh, enjoy it. And I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy this ride. I don't think this ride, do they make it through the holidays? <laughs> <laughs> That's my question. Like yeah, I don't, because, because Pete doesn't really do like six weeks. I, I feel like his minimum is three months. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So. That's fair. We gotta get we gotta get them at least one time courtside at a Knicks game, right? They will be. Yeah. They will be. Maybe Christmas Day. But who knows? They got and, then I'm, and then I, you know, I might just have to pop up to New York for a few days and just spend you know seventy two hours in a row at Rays, hoping to see them. <laughs> uh, you know, just just so I can witness it firsthand and then come back and report it on the pod. I was a little bummed when we were in LA a couple weeks ago because Sally was like, oh, we're going to this place for lunch. I've seen John Hamm there like four different times. It's just like his favorite spot. And so like I pretty much went in being like, man, I'm going to be sitting next to John Hamm. And, and, was this the Ivy? Yeah. And I was like so happy about was it. Was it? Yeah, it was yeah, the okay. Ivy. It was the Ivy. <laughs> How'd you know that? Did I post from there? No, 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 no. Yeah, you but, just knew. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if like... The Ivy is the most famous like celebrity lunch is it? lunch hangout. In okay, LA. that makes sense based on how much a salad costs there. And if you and I'm I actually do feel bad for you if you went to the Ivy and were celebrity less. We like were not, not not even like a we were. C or D lister. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there could have been, but to yeah. be if I'm uh, to be fair to the Ivy, they could have they could have been packed that day with people. Mm -hmm. My back was to a lot of the restaurant most of the okay. time, and I'm pretty sure that Sally sat where she sat for a very specific reason. <laughs> But yeah, no John Ham alerts. I would have loved that. I was I was a big Mad Men guy for a little bit. Yeah, I actually it's 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 quite coincidental. Like we we went to a a work lunch the other day uh, where we've actually been to a lunch, just Galaxy Cafe. Yeah, you know, little you, you know, very very casual uh, establishment. But it was just popping off for lunch the other day, and I made an I made an Ivy joke because it was like I was like just everybody power lunch in here. Oh at the yeah, Galaxy Cafe. It's like the Ivy. Oh yeah, yeah you got it. So. You got to go there to be seen. <laughs> Uh, we got some big news coming out of uh, just historical John copping. Uh, Steve Jobs, may he rest in peace. He has uh, he's got some old Birkenstocks that have now sold, and I think they might be the most expensive Birkenstocks ever sold. Uh, that's got to be the, uh, the case. Here. Says the California house where Steve Jobs co-founded Apple is a historical site, and now the sandals he wore while pacing its floors have been sold for nearly two hundred twenty thousand dollars, according to an auction house. The well-used brown suede Birkenstocks dating to the mid nineteen seventies set a record for the highest price ever paid for a pair of sandals. Julian auction said on Sunday, the cork and jute footbeds retains the imprint of Steve Jobs' feet, which had been shaped after years of use, the auction house said in the listing on its website. The sandals were expected to bring $60,000, but the final sale price with an accompanying, of course, with an accompanying NFT was $218,750. The buyer was not named. Yeah. Of course, there's an NFT that comes with this. Uh, naturally. Um, boy, 60 up to 218. Talk about inflation. Yes. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's that Jobs bump. What what is somebody doing with these? You, you're gonna put these in a glass box like they're Jordans? 
You're putting them on. Like they're, at least, like you're putting them on at least once, are right? You? Are yeah, you? I mean, like it's not okay. Are you like? Are you? Are you trying to scrape off some jobs DNA and like like do some you know do some? Uh, I might allow someone to do some genetic. Finag- I might allow finagling. someone to. <laughs> you have to put these on though. Like I mean, yes, these are. I mean, if you look at a photo of these, these look like every single stoner's Birkenstocks that they've had for seven years that they've worn around a million times. I. I don't really know what you do with these though. Like yeah. I don't want to put them in a glass box and just look at like them. Like on display? Like you want to dis- display these nasty ass Burks? Are you a memorabilia person? Have you ever been a memorabilia yeah, person? Yeah, I, I, I have. I, I've, I, um, growing up, like I was a big like ba- uh, baseball and basketball card collector. Yeah. And it was like a hobby that, you know, that, that my dad and I did together. And we went into like memorabilia as well. So we had, you know, tons of signed balls and bats and like a couple of jerseys and like all sorts of like sports memorabilia like yeah. that. So, you know, I, I, I sort of understand that, but more from just like the hobby and the collection aspect of it rather than like the, I want to display all of this necessarily. Yeah. Like that part is, is, is kind of the part that I think has kind of just left me and is why I don't participate in it as much anymore. Um, or at all really. Uh, but, but I, I, even if I had that, it's why I'm asking the question. Cause even if I was worth a kajillion dollars and can just like, you know, drop a couple hundred G's on Steve jobs, old Birkenstocks, I'm not sure why I would want those. No, I don't see why you would even want like, I mean, 60,000 for something that's like historical Steve jobs seems like an appropriate price to me. Like 60,000 seems normal. Well, and I like I, Steve jobs, he's great whatever but like when you when you think of steve steve jobs what footwear do you think of um uh why am i blanking right now it's great 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 new balance nine Correct. nine whatever yes nine nine threes yeah yeah it's so, like the fo- the photo of him crouching sitting down right. and it's just like him and his turtleneck and his shoes like it's always the new the gray new balance so a pair of those that he actually wore that i understand more because it's like that 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 is two those are two things that you tie together that would be cool to show somebody uh, and I think you tweeted about this too. You were like, well, what about the Jerry, the Jerry Garcia, Burke, I would love Burke Boston's that also sounds cooler. That sounds cooler too, because that's, you connect like the crunchy element of like a Birkenstock with the, the, the look and, and, and the subculture of, of being a deadhead. So it's like the, when, when the things go together like that, like it makes more sense, but like some random, like, I, I don't know, do I want an old pair of Steve Jobs like socks? No. There aren't that many things that I want that are worn by celebrities that I think would be that cool. Like these to me are just kind of gross. And Steve Jobs, like owning a piece of memorabilia from him doesn't move, especially a piece of clothing. I would rather have like a note that he wrote or like something I could frame and put up as opposed to like a pair of Birkenstocks. But the things that jump out for me, there's really two things that jump out for me. One is that I I love the ceremony at soccer games of doing the jersey swap at the mm-hmm, end. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. I think it gives each player this like crazy collection of jerseys that, I mean, I, we're gonna we we got to get our boy Tim Howard back on this podcast because yep. I want to start quizzing him about like his favorite jerseys in his collection. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's I don't know why and this sh- I, this should not be the way that it is, but out of all the memorabilia that I could come up with. And, uh, and I'm th- I'm not thinking of jerseys or things like that. I'm, I'm I'm in the footwear space because of these Birkenstocks from Steve Jobs. Like it's just an, a pair of Michael Jordan game worn sneakers that he like dropped thirty in the finals wearing. Like that's the coolest yeah. wearable thing that I can think of that would that I would want and I would want to like put on display somewhere. 
But yeah. I, I also just think it's just because it's MJ. Like it's that's bigger than like the sport that it is. That's like that's just a iconic piece of something. I would like the um, just thinking about memorabilia. I would like the pill that Mike Posner took in Ibiza. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be very cool to have. Like, hey, I need to. I need to bring you into my, uh, I've got a secret bar in my house. I'm going to yeah. bring you in there. I'm yeah. going to show you something. You can't tell people I have it. It would just be like up on like a little prong, yep. you know, like kind of mm -hmm. like a, like a, like, like a uh, Fabergé egg. It's like, know, but it, it's hidden movie. most of the time, but you can press a button and it goes like, <laughs> goes up and it's like, that is the pill yeah. that he took to show Avicii that he was cool. Um, it, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I, yeah, I don't know. Like you just, I, I, I look at the the purchase price and the item and I'm like, man, you just got to have so much space. You just must have like storage rooms full of memorabilia or, 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 you know, whole rooms dedicated to just like showing stuff off. I have four bottles of wine that have been given to me or I've acquired throughout the years. And these are bottles of wine that should be displayed for one reason or another. I just don't know where I would put them right now. Like I don't have room for anything in my place to even like do anything with. If I had like a cool... Like den, maybe I would put them in there on a bookshelf. If I had uh, like a, a bar kind of lounge area, I might do that. But like, I just don't have anything to do with them. And they're just sitting in my parents' house. Yeah. And I feel like an idiot because I have these really cool bottles of wine that I would love to have. But it just like doesn't make sense. And I, I don't know. Memorabilia is a weird thing because there are parts of me that always want to be involved in that game. But then there's parts of me that's like, well... Why would you waste your money on something? Well, it, so it'll be, I mean, from like a generational standpoint, it will be interesting to see what happens over the next 25 years to memorabilia because like that that's one of the things that millennials are attributed with killing, yeah. essentially. Yeah. It's like like we don't really collect things. We don't um, ha have big giant collections of trinkets or tchotchkes or cards or memorabilia or any of this type of or stuff. Or like tech moguls Birkenstocks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, spaces have gotten smaller. There's more urban density. Like, you know, the, the list of, of reasons goes on. But like as, as, as our group gets older, as our peers get older and we do maybe like have more space and more money and all this type of stuff, like I, I just wonder if this type of thing continues to be so lucrative, right? Mm -hmm. So if it continues to fetch like crazy, crazy prices or if that if the mindset that like stuff that things are not really as like desirable as they once were, if that kind of carries on through. Yeah. Yeah. I almost fear that it's going to get really top heavy. Yeah. Like the the cool things are going to go for an insane amount and then everything else might just kind of like fall by the wayside, which might be good for a lot of collectors out there. But yeah, I don't know. A lot. Like I, I'm trying to go through a lot of the stuff that I've, I've gotten in the past and I've acquired in the past that might be signed or anything like that. And like, it it's nothing that I can do anything with right now. Yeah. It feels like it's a wasted space. It's just yep. sitting in a shoebox in my closet for protective purposes. And that's just stupid. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, do uh, to, to For the second half of this episode today, we've collected some questions through at retail.pod on the Instagram. Uh, should we just dive into these? Yeah, let's do a little, little rapid fire, a little lightning round. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, our first one. Do either of you own anything from Corridor? Is it worth the price? Barrett, I've seen Corridor. They've been very good at marketing to me on yep. Instagram. And they were, they've been so good at marketing to me on Instagram that I started to write them off as an Instagram brand that mm. I couldn't totally trust. What I have since been told, and I don't own any from, anything from them because uh, for no reason, honestly, outside of my initial hesitancy being that they were just an Instagram brand. 
But now I've been told by numerous people that not only do they own these things, but they are just, they can justify the price. They are very, very nice. Um, whether it's a summer shirt, whether it's like a kind of overshirt button down thing, whatever it, it may be, I've heard good things. What yeah. can you tell me? Yeah, it's uh, Corridor has been super popular, especially among uh, Club Cool listeners and the Club Cool Discord. Bunch of people with with uh, with numerous Corridor items, and I've never heard anything but but positive reviews. Uh, and I, I'm I'm with, I don't know why I don't have anything yet either. Uh, I did throw that the, the cardigan that I threw on my wish list last week was was corridor i think part of it is that i'm slightly confused by corridor's sizing okay because the stuff looks trim on models on their models but then there are often i i have oftentimes heard like or or so so i i I feel like i may want to size up on stuff but then their recommendations are always to stay true or that even something has an oversized fit it always rattles me when it's like derek is six one and is wearing size medium and i'm like Oh, if Derek's six one and really thin, <laughs> and he's wearing a size medium, and I'm just under six feet and not trim, yeah. what, what do I do here? So, I, so, so sizing has been one thing, but um, that, that has potentially like held me off from a, a couple of purchases. But, but I'm sure there will be some corridor in in my closet before too long. I think spring uh, it, is going to be corridor season. I think I'm going to dive in it's, when it's spring. Uh, uh, our boy Dave Ruff has has at least a couple things from he corridor. He does. And he bought, honestly, part of the reason I don't own anything from them is also because Dave got the shirt that I was going to, that, that yeah. I would have gotten had I actually gone through with it. Um, but all their fabrics, everything, like, I don't know if their fabrics are can live up to how, like, pleasing they appear yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, But they do a very good job of portraying all of that on their website, which I... I as somebody who is, like, I'm the guy that goes to the store and touches everything. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy that I hate as a retail worker. But no, I think they 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 found a really nice slot, both like I think uh, uh, vibe wise and price wise, which is you know it's 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 more in like the Todd Snyder price range, but it has a lot more of that like kind of eclectic personality that mm-hmm. that everybody's uh, that a lot of us are into right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I, my interest is very picked by them. Yeah. I think I think it's I think it's uh, only a matter of time before I actually go in on it. Um, our next one: Are there any women whose style inspires you, or any ideas from a women's wardrobe that you would borrow? This yeah. is a hard question. It, speaking of Club Cool, we this is something that we used to talk about uh, at least um, semi frequently on on that podcast. Is that is that I think both Phil and I were oftentimes like more inspired by women's styling and women's editorial than we were by men's and that's just because like there there, there's just there feels like more optionality Mm -hmm. in in women's wear Mm -hmm. right and i think there's there in general and i think this has really changed over the last few years so um so what i'm about to say doesn't hold as true uh as it used to but like there were just so so um like there were just fewer restrictions on like what you could do or put together yeah. for women's. Yeah. Right. Lots of different ways to like wear this with that and layer this with that and and, and just kind of like do all those things, um, which I think has been adopted by menswear more than ever over the last few years. Uh, women that stand out to me as uh, style inspiration right now. Um, let me... <laughs> I know I sprang this on you at the last minute. I, I don't have. I have a. Do you want me to go? Yeah, I yeah, have a couple. Got some, yeah, I have a couple. Okay, 
And the the unfortunate part of me and the people that I'm about to name is that I don't have any really good examples. And because we're not doing video today, it's going to be harder to portray this. So you're just going to have to go with me here. Okay. Uh, something I really appreciate, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley. She, for a long time, used to just do a running series on Instagram where she would pretty much post like an entire week's worth of outfits on Instagram okay. in, like do, in mirror selfie style. And I really enjoyed it because it was kind of just interesting to see the way that she put things on herself, like just the way that she would hang a, a big chunky cashmere sweater over her shoulders before going out. Um, the way that she would tie a belt around a shirt that's a little roomier, like things like that. It's just like, but she never shies away from wearing anything baggy, from layering the stuff. And I always enjoyed that about her. Another person that does this exact same thing is much less of like, a, she now owns a company or a, a brand under her name called Jerf Avenue, Matilda Jerf. Are you familiar with her? I'm not. I don't know what nationality she is. She's European. She's very big on Instagram. 2.8 million followers. Okay. Uh, she puts out her own stuff, but she always has a very casual, relaxed style with a lot of like, um, just your staple colors. Like she's not wearing like crazy prints. And that's one thing I just, I've never really gotten into is like loud prints and stuff like that. I like very blocky colors. I yep. like very solid stuff. And that's the kind of stuff that I like. Um, even like the way that she, she wears jeans. I'm not even a big jeans person, but the, like when I see her wearing a pair of jeans, I'm like, oh, she's making that look like a real comfortable Sunday fit right now. I need to go do that. Um, I think for me, like the, it's the the layering. Like I just enjoy the way that a lot of fashionable women will unabashedly wear things that are a little more roomy and a little more comfortable looking and the way that they will just stack gigantic amounts of fabric on top of one another and just relax like the Olsen twins. Like they're like the queens of just wearing things that are just much more baggy and kind of hanging off of them. Yep. And that's what I wish I could pull off. But I mean, up until I guess like this year, Wearing stuff that was a little more baggier and a little more cropped. Like I love like a cropped pant. That's another thing that both of these women do all the time. They do a cropped pant. I hate wearing pants that like drag that I feel like are just like touching my shoes at all times. I don't like feeling like that. And I don't really have an explanation as to why. And I just have always liked a little more of a bit of a, a crop when it comes. To, I'm wearing cropped pants today. I'm wearing a pair of Lululemon cropped pants. All right, I've got a few for you. I'm looking through. I'm looking through my my Instagram recent followers okay. now, and I and 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 I've got some. Um, okay, and and all of these these are good because they kind of fit in like I would say three different categories as well. Okay. All right. Here's my here my my top recommendation for a follow. Uh, just if you if you want to dive in a little bit, is um is Emma Stell. It's uh, handle is M Stell E M M S T E L L. And th this is what I was, she, she has my like favorite style out of the people that I'll talk about. Okay. And it's a lot of what you're talking about. It's a, a, a lot of like the looser fits. It's the layering. Um, I, it, it, one of the things that I'm reminded of looking at her feed is, uh, just talking about like what I would borrow from, from women's mm -hmm. women's style, vintage, vintage leather really, really well. I feel like it's something that pops up regularly. <sighs> is it just and me like, or are just men just scared of wearing leather? I think men are scared of wearing vintage. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I don't, I don't wear vintage anything. Like I think I I'm think, scared of the price though. I think guys have, I think guys want like new, I think guys want, and because we, because we think that's, what's going to fit best. <sighs> Women can do the anti-fit. I think thing you're right. More. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? They can pull off something like that doesn't fit doesn't, perfectly, whereas guys, yes. guys refuse to do that. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, it's, it's almost like for women, like vintage leather jacket, it doesn't matter what size it is. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? But, that, right. but, but, I, but I, uh, I like that. She's doing a lot of really big, chunky knitwear, undercoats, um, turtlenecks, and then it is also pulling off a sweater vest really well, which is something that I've, I've, has, has been bubbling in menswear. Um, I haven't but, tried to pull off a sweater vest since but I think like middle school. I've yet, I've yet to try. Uh, but I, I like her style. I think it's super approach, approachable, but still um, a really chic. Okay. The uh, the next one is Rachel Love. Handle is Rach E Love. Th- this is more like it. it I don't want to. I don't want to call it basic, but it kind of is cur- the current basic. Like you know, like, I'm trusting you. I'm just also waiting for her profile to load. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wh- what I mean by that is her style is not. Um, it's not necessarily unique. It's going to look like a lot of what you see on Instagram. Yeah. What I like is that she does really good reels. She does really good like examples of how she is wearing things. Um, and, uh, and, and, and so that, that's like why I found that's, I think how I found her is that her reels kept popping up for me. I, there's one, there's one person I follow on TikTok and it's kind of an off brand follow for me just because I like, why would I be invested in this? But her name is Avery Steves, S T E E V E S. And part of the reason I like following her is because she shows like the evolution of her getting dressed and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the way that she dresses is, I don't want, again, I don't want to say like basic, but it, it's a lot of what I will call basics. You're just like black basics. t-shirts, yeah. black t-shirts <laughs> with jeans, with a sweater, with a cardigan, like just that kind of stuff. And I think it's like, it's almost the casual nature of it. And what she does with those basics that inspires me to be like, oh, okay, I can wear those things together. Yeah, I can do that. I can do this. And and yeah, she's she's an Instagram fo- or sorry, a TikTok follow that I have. When Sally was trying to find people to to follow for a little more fashion inspiration, like one of the first people I sent her to was Avery Steves. But she doesn't do it on she doesn't do it on Instagram. No, much. only TikTok. Yeah, and Sally's yeah, not see, a TikTok I, I, person, so she refuses to. She just doesn't want to go down that. TikTok has been really tough for me lately because you have to have sound for TikTok. Yeah. And in my in in my social media viewing hours basically of the day, like I'm I'm a no sound guy. I don't have I don't have the totally agree. the bandwidth for sound. I only and I, I, I only TikTok, get on TikTok when it's sound. late at night and I'm like sitting on the couch and I just don't want to get in bed yet. Yeah. Like that's really the only time I look at it. Yeah. Uh the last one that I'll throw out there is Paige Lorenz, who is probably the most famous or popular out of the three yeah. verified Instagram account. Well, I hit uh, you with two people in the millions, so uh, okay. So you I can feel good it, about yourself. Yeah, yes, um, I, I, I think she's like an ex skier, like a former skier, and she. This is the most like that girl, clean girl. Uh, <sighs> You're the reason she came up on my Discover feed the other day. Yeah, probably. You're the reason. Yeah, because I, I was like, why does this sound so familiar? Uh, and I have yeah. a, I saved a photo for memeability purposes in the future from her. So it's like a lot of the really baggy jeans and with a tight crop top and like stuff that's like a little bit more. Um, I, I don't have a better word than thotty. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, not that I, you know, not, hey, Barrett, it, 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 it just is what it is. Even us boys like to get a little thotty sometimes. That's right. That's right. That's I'm right. Sh- I mean, I'm showing ankle on a 40 degree day in Austin, Texas right now. That's thotty. But um, she's obviously just clearly very good at Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, like it all looks really cool and, and she's in cool places within cool settings and if, uh, if uh, certain wears guy, clothes really well. If so. certain guys dress the exact same way, 
that like some of the people that we just named did not like the exact same way, but they had a similar style to them. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if I would care because I'd be, I don't trust them as much. I trust, <laughs> I trust these, I trust these women who I'm like, no, they, they're putting more thought into it than us dumb guys are. Like we're stupid when it comes yeah. to this stuff, yeah. but I need to give the guys more credit too. Cause everyone, everyone likes to look good. <sighs> but yeah, the, uh, that, that's what I, that's, I, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily the, the thing that I want to steal is the vintage leather. Like I said, I, for, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about myself when I'm talking about guys not wanting to wear vintage. I want something to fit me perfectly or the, at least exactly the way I want it to fit. And that's really tough with vintage. As someone who's not into vintage. But I want the look of a, like, like the, the style of leather jackets that I really like right now are, 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 it's like an older school look. Okay. Obviously you're not going to get this tailored. No. What's the general consensus on getting something vintage tailored? I mean, for like, if it's tailoring or suiting, something like that, like, like you pick up, you thrift a blazer, absolutely get that thing tailored. Pants, what if it's not something that you would traditionally get tailored? What if you got like a pair of jeans that was just like an old school pair of jeans and you got them tailored to you? Like, is that, is that a no-no for like vintage stuff or are you yeah. just wasting your time? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause a piece of it is like part of it is, I mean, it, it depends on the specifics of the item, but for denim, part of it is that you, you, you're buying, if you're buying vintage, then you want the aesthetic, you want the, yeah. the, the shreds and the fades and yeah. the distressing and then tailoring it will lose some of that Yeah, because you'll get new stitches and new and, and new hems or yeah. new seams. And it's like, so you're losing, it's I not something I've ever thought about. Yeah, you're losing some of the appeal on, on something like jeans, but you want another question? A funny one. Okay. We had a, uh, we had a lister write in and he said, his mother-in-law fat shames people. He's worried about going back for Thanksgiving. What does our man need to wear to Thanksgiving this year to sh to to cover up a couple pounds? Yeah, full on. Go got to go poncho. Just go full poncho. Yeah, like a blanket style poncho. And then just spill gravy all over it while he's eating and stuff <laughs> like that. Just make like a really big deal about how hard it is to eat with your arms underneath the poncho. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean. I think all of us want to look good around our, our in-laws or relatives yeah, when it comes yeah. to the holiday season. I, I have married into a family where we kind of dress down for these occasions. We mm -hmm, don't dress mm -hmm. up for them, which is fine. Uh, growing up, we I, would, I don't want to say we dressed up for these occasions, but we would definitely put on something that if we walked into church on Sunday, nobody would be too upset over it. Right. Maybe just a button down of the sweater or something like that. We're not going like yeah. jackets or anything like that. Uh, I'm not really like a big dress up on, on Thanksgiving person at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I like, I mean, we we see people for Thanksgiving, right? Like it's, and it, it, it's, it's, um, you know, it is, it is family, but I still, I feel, I feel the need to be, uh, to, to, to look, to be in something cool. I think this guy should just wear a, a cardigan, a, a was, fuzzy, so a fuzzy mohair cardigan. I was about to say a cardigan too. Cause you don't, you don't want to be in, you don't want to be in a t-shirt that shows off too much. Can't do a t-shirt. Right. Can't do a t-shirt. You need some type of shroud. That's why I joked about the poncho, <laughs> but just, but, and then black, black is always slimming. So I think of some type of black cardigan, especially something chunkier, fuzzier. Oh, when I got, that, when I got my mohair cardigan, the, the hiding that you need. That when you I got my mohair cardigan, I was wearing that over a black, it was black cardigan over a black t-shirt. And I was just trying, it was all slimming purposes, all slimming purposes. <laughs> Go get a cardigan, bud. We hope we hope your your mother in law doesn't go too hard on yeah, you though. Yeah. Here's a question. Sally uh, Sally asked me recently, and I didn't have an answer to this because I, I I didn't necessarily want her to get some because they're not for me. Yeah. But I also knew that the general sh vibe shift that is going on is is going in this direction. Mm -hmm. Are UGG boots fully back? Yeah, I think they were fully back last year. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I they, think they, I, they've been making the TikTok rounds for a, for a year now. Yeah. Since last winter. So they're, they were back last year for the people that are relevant. And then for us, mid 30 year olds, now they're back <laughs> this year. That's how it works. Yeah. I think I, I think I'm, I, I, I originally told her they weren't my favorite, which I think deterred her. And now I think I'm going to give her the green light and say, you know what? I was wrong. Hand up. They go they, do it. They, Go enjoy They're yourself. going hand in hand with like the Crocs and, and Birkenstocks thing. Yeah. It's like, I remember reading articles five years ago about how like ugly footwear was trending. Yeah. And like, and, and, and that was even happening with designer sneakers, like the Balenciaga triple S, but that has now that we're like, now that TikTok and the, and the youngs have taken this over, they're just going all out on like all this, like this kind of, it's nostalgic for us almost. Right. Oh Crocs yeah, and it is. And all that type of thing. But like, it takes like, me back to 2005 walking to class. You know, they, they, they've, they've adopted it for, for a number of reasons as well. And, and, and so it's kind of fun to like, like things like things like Uggs, I think they didn't. They came back quicker than stuff typically kind of comes back. It kind of snuck up out you of nowhere. I mean? For yeah. me, like I, uh, I'm just not an Ugg person. It's because it's because of all of the sorority girls in Southern Ohio in 2005 yeah. who did not protect their Uggs, so they'd walk <laughs> into class and these things would be wet. They'd have stains all over the suede, and yeah. it would just gross me out. Yeah, and they they ruined it ruined the brand for me for a very long time, and I I need a reason to get back in. You think John Dude is still out there rocking Uggs? I hope he is. Yeah. I hope he is. Yeah, shout out Internet Party. <laughs> Our final listener question. Barrett, do you have a go-to travel uniform for plane rides? <clears throat> I almost brought this up a couple weeks ago because uh, it was somebody – I forget what publication it was. I think it might have been Washington Post. They wrote about uh, people's travel uniforms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely have somewhat of a travel uniform that okay. I go with. And I mean, I feel like a lot of people have something that they'll gravitate toward. Uh, I do not. I do not have a go-to travel uniform. It totally depends. It's really, I I find travel uniforms difficult when you are flying out of central Texas because invariably you are traveling to a place with different weather than where you are. Pretty much always. Right. Always. So that, 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 that for me makes it really tough because it's like, you know, you go into that, you, you go into Colorado for skiing in March. Well, it's going to be warm here. And when you show up in Denver, it's going to be cold as shit. Correct. So it's Correct. like you, you you can't wear a bunch of cold stuff to get on the plane or else you're going to be sweating your ass off. It was wild. When on, we went on, to, on, on the trip, on, you know, on all, all the first half of the day. When we went to LA a couple weeks ago, when we were in, the, like when we left for the airport, I was like, hold on. We're about to have very similar climates for like the first time in a long time. Yeah, I can I yeah. can just roll off this plane and feel good. We got off the plane in LA, freezing cold, <laughs> like way colder than it was in Texas. And I was like, okay, I guess my my pipe dream is gone. So I'm and so I'm always I always feel like I'm trying to do like the dance, right? Where like I'm like, okay, well maybe I'll keep a light jacket with me so that I have it when I get off the plane. But so it just it all depends on like you know what the weather is here and and what the weather is for uh, for for the destination. And yeah, I just, so I, I don't stick, I don't stick to anything. I also like, I, you know, I'm, I, I, I never, I, ref, I, I don't do like the, oh, well, I'm going to wear these shoes because they're easy to get on and off through, through whatever. No, you can't you know, do that. That type of thing. Can't, can't be doing that. I'm, can't back, be, on, I'm back on pre-check, so that doesn't matter anymore. That's but, good. Yeah. You can't, but, but like um, to anyone out there who doesn't have pre-check, we're not going to shame you for not having pre-check, but don't let TSA agents dictate what you wear. <laughs> Just don't live your life like that. That's not, that's no way to live. Yeah. And then I also, the, my last thing here is like, I, I, you know, some people were like, I, oh, I like having a scarf or I, my, here's my, you know, uh, cashmere, uh, cardigan. Cause I get cold on the plane. 
I don't like wearing anything too too nice on a plane. Either, I agree. Because planes are disgusting. I agree. I agree. I will always pack something in my backpack that is a little nicer just in case I like, yeah. like, oh, our flight was delayed by an hour and I have to go directly somewhere. I'll always put something in my bag just in case I need to change. Yeah. But I always dress down a little bit for flights. I've been known to wear some just black joggers with like a black sweatshirt. I, I always try to go... I. It's not intentional, but I always go a lot of black on the flights. And I think it's because I feel like a lot of planes are dirty, especially after COVID. Mm -hmm. Like it's just ingrained in me that right. everything's dirty. And I, there's something about wearing black that makes me feel more sterile. <laughs> I don't really know why. <laughs> so that's just what I do. Barrett, can I introduce to you something that is probably not going to be a recurring segment, but I'm going to make it one just for the day. Okay. Here's our vibe shift of the week. It's coming from uh, somebody who I've brought up recently. Somebody who might be good friends with uh, Emrata and soon to be Pete Davidson. I bet she is. I bet she is. Talking about uh, a little person named Julia Fox, who I brought up last week on, on our episode. But uh, let's hear from her and, and how she's shifting vibes this week. Just so you guys know, aging is fully in. Like, fully. Dirty girl, ugly, um not wearing clothes that fit your body type, just fully just wearing anything you want. Um, all those things are in. And if I see another product that says anti-aging on the label, I'm suing. I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue because I'm going to age regardless of if I put that fucking $500 serum on my face and you all fucking know it and we know it. So let's stop lying to ourselves. Getting old is fucking hot okay it is sexy it is probably the sexiest time in life actually because being being pretty and, and hot in your 20s is the fucking trenches okay and i'm not going back there <laughs> okay <laughs> she's unhinged i enjoy it uh maybe this goes along with what you were saying about vintage stuff Maybe she's right. Maybe I should just be wearing stuff that doesn't totally fit me. Maybe mm -hmm. I should just be going out there on a limb. Yeah. Maybe I should continue to not have a facial routine <laughs> at night. Maybe I should embrace my crow's feet and my bags under my eyes. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I hear where she's coming from. I think that the, the I think anti-aging, I think the term, I think the phrase is pushed on us to, to a kind of alarming degree to, to where it's like, I, look, nobody wants to age. Nobody wants to get older, right? Like, like that. Like that. It's a scary proposition, and 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 it's nice to be young and feel good. But like, it, it, you don't. We also nobody should be made to feel bad about aging because it's literally something that 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 we all do. Yeah. There's no escaping that. Yeah. So it's I I, I hear that part of it where it's like, please stop trying to make us not think we need to do literally anything to anti-age ourselves. Somebody once told me. That no matter what you do, unless it's surgery, nothing will help the bags under my eyes. <laughs> nothing. I trust uh, this person. And I, ever since then, I have just completely abandoned it and I've stopped caring. I have totally stopped caring about under my eyes. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it feels good when Sally will bring out some uh, nice little eye things to just mm -hmm, put mm -hmm, on there and mm -hmm. just feel good about myself. Sure. Might make me look good for a little bit. Well, self-care. But like overall, like, yeah, I'm not going to make any like big strides. And I know that based on just how I act in life in general, there's no way that I'm going to stick to something for like, you know, years. Sure. So why even bother starting? Yeah. I'm not going to stress myself out over it. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I think so many people too underrate how much I feel like a lot of people look better in their like 30s and early 40s than they do in their 20s. Mm. 
they're not drinking as much. They're not going out as much. Like I feel like people start coming into their own a little bit in their 30s and 40s and they sure. start like just embracing themselves a little <laughs> bit more and everyone looks a little bit better because they look a little happier. And maybe that's what we need to worry about. Yeah, yeah. I think there, there's definitely some of that. Definitely. She did get a lot of blowback for that video. As people noted that she has been advertising for companies that uh, tout anti-aging a lot, mm. which to which she shot back, you know what? I say a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I respected that. People are like, wait, you got lipo and stuff like that. Like, yeah. why are you saying? And she's like, well, I do a lot of stuff that I don't. She's obey. a loose cannon. Yeah. You know? She can't be. She can't be tamed. More people need to live their life by saying, you know what? You can expose my old takes, but I don't care because <laughs> I say a lot of stuff I don't mean. So you can. You're you're only stressing yourself out. You're not stressing me out by calling me out for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, without further ado, Barrett, before we get out of here, let's talk about our wish list updates and imminent cops. Do you have anything for me this week? Yeah, I would like two floor seats. I was going to say, be careful this week because we're closer to Christmas than this podcast has ever been. uh, Yeah, to the Taylor Swift uh, Eras Tour. Um, City city of choice, you know? You, you, You tell me, I'm just along for the ride. Uh, what, what have you, what have you got? Let me, let me dash through my tabs here and see if there's anything that I I feel I must add. Okay. So this week I'm going to go with something that is maybe less of a wish list update and more of a crowdsourcing. I need help update. Something I have on my list for black Friday is something that we desperately need. Um, our throw pillows right now are it's dire. Yeah. Our throw pillows are a bad situation. Yeah. People are talking about it. I know it's a lot of people are talking about it. I think it was trending the other day and I just started cringing. I had to, I had to get offline for the night. I had to mute some accounts. Um, but I, what I want from people out there is I want some eclectic options for some throw pillows. Our couch is so boring. We have, it's just a boring couch right now. And I need to spice things up a little bit. I love a good throw pillow. If, if there's something I'm willing to spend a little bit more on in terms of the home, I am willing to spend a little bit more on a, on a throw pillow or two. I like them. They make me happy. And, you know, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I started dating my, my girlfriend and we have three rows of pillows on our bed. We're not like, we're not that kind of people. <laughs> and even if we were, I think I'd love it because I don't mind it. I like, I like just nuzzling into them. Yeah. So if anyone out there has any interesting throw pillow recommendations, I'm not, don't tell me to go to West Elm. That's not what I want. I want you to send me somewhere where someone's hand making these things and putting them on their Etsy store. And I'm like, oh, wow, these are pretty cool. Okay. Um, and please don't send me anything with leather because we have a dog no and a child and they're just going to ruin something. So yeah, this week I'm just putting on throw pillows, need recommendations. Okay. Um, okay. At the, uh, here, here's mine. Here's, I've, I've got one for you. I, I probably shouldn't be doing this. I'm probably going to regret this. Let, less what, time. are you putting another notebook on the thing that's going to go up in price I, I, and I now might, we're all going to hate I might other? do this. I might do this. But I do, I feel the need to shout out this brand because I've been paying attention to them more closely than ever. And they're, this guy is just—he's just churning out um, incredible product. But I would like a custom shirt from Tony Shirtmakers. Okay. Yeah, this is a brand that that um, I discovered online through 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 this and that, and a, a a shop in New York called No Man Walks Alone carries some of their ready to wear, and it's kind of like half and half re- uh, ready to ship and then made to order. Okay. Okay. But, okay. Um, it, it, he is doing. Tony is doing like recently, like on, on the Instagram, he's been posting these made to order Casentino wool, like nubby wool over shirts. Uh-huh. Um, and they, they, it, they just look so amazing. And I'm always like, there's always something custom that I want, you know, for a while it was like, I wanted like a custom word for loadsome denim jacket. And then I wanted like the, you know, something custom Bodie senior cord, something like that. Right now, the custom item on my list is a, is a uh, is is something from Tony Shirtmakers, ideally in uh, the Casentino wool. 
I tried to bust out my Casentino wool overshirt today. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a shacket of sorts. Yes. Uh, it, it did not fit over the hoodie that I am wearing today, but I, I did set it out off of the hanger in its own spot so that I'll be like, oh, I'm going to wear that right now. And so I set it out. Um, but going to this website, uh, all this stuff looks great. Yeah. Um, I have to say, part of me died inside because he's got this linen Wyabara shirt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it looks very much like a shirt that I got from Drake's. And I kind of forgot that this happened, but we accidentally washed it and dried it. Oh, no. And uh, I kind of <laughs> forgot that that entire fiasco went down. I think I had blocked it out. And seeing this shirt that is so similar to the one that I ruined, yeah. it just broke my heart a little bit. Yeah. I just had to I just had to relive that, that tumultuous yeah. moment. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, we're we're in a dire time for these wish lists because I I, I fear that our uh are the people that we live with uh-huh. are about to start looking at these wish lists for very targeted purposes. Yeah, and yeah. if you need me to go through and take out anything, if you <laughs> will, want me to I just am, start add, if you need me to start adding things that weren't originally discussed on the <laughs> podcast, I can start helping you with that as well, Barrett. Just let me know. <laughs> I do. I think um I'm gonna send you an update because because my list definitely needs some some cross-offs and and some some stuff like that. So by the time this pod is released, I'll, and and you send out the um the accompanying what do you call it? A Email? Di- digest? Whatever. Oh, yeah. The 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 listener companion. Listener companion? A, it's a companion yeah, hopefully for the I'll, listeners. Hopefully, I'll, I'll have mine fully updated. Uh, I have to ask this, yeah. just because I know that Oysters, Clams, and Cockles is so deep mm. in White Lotus season yeah, oh, yeah, right now. Yeah. You enjoying the season? Yes. Very much so. I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. The, the the dynamic between the two couples who, guess what, are in their mid-30s mm-hmm. uh, is just like injected into my veins. I, I, mean, can't, I can't get enough. There's... Something so relatable about what's going on in that situation. Incredibly relatable. Yeah. For so many different reasons. <laughs> yes. And I can't, I'm only through th- episode three as everybody else is too. Yeah. And so I can't, I can't, uh, you know, say how that, that this entire thing's going to pan out. Might become unrelatable very quickly. Who knows? Uh, there are some theories out there. But yeah, seeing how those two couples interact, I'm like, oh my God, like this is going to be the rest of my life on vacation <laughs> with people. Like, I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> So I had to get that yeah. out there. It's just it's just too good. It's yeah, it's really really good. And um, yeah, I, I I you know I had I, I was hopeful for this second season, and and so far I think it's like I think it's I I think it it it's outperforming my ex- the expectations that I for had sure. for it. For so. sure, I had low expectations because I already knew I was going to love it, even if it sucked. Just because like <laughs> yeah. I loved the first season so much, right. and then they're like, oh, we're going to do the same thing, but we're going to Italy. I was like, well, I'm already going to love it, so yeah. it's not a big deal. But it has been so good. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I need to, ho- I need to get on my oysters, clams and cockles grind so I can hear you talk about it more. We, this, I mean, this last episode had so much to digest. Um, I, I, I was like Ch- Charlie day and always sunny in Philadelphia on the podcast, trying to make like all these connections and just like pulling my hair out. Cause it, cause there was, there was just so many layers. Is there one theory episode. you want to float to the people out there? Well, so I, I, I will say this and, 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 um, it's one of the things that I find really interesting and really compelling about the show. I don't care about the central mystery that the show starts off with. The I, the dead body? Yeah. yeah. I, it's not something that I think about while watching the episodes. Not at all. Don't care. Like afterwards, I'm like, okay, yeah, so we got that. We got that to pull out at the end. So, you know, there might be like a little twisty turny something. But like I've talked to people who are like, so who do you think did the murders? Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like, not even close to caring yet. No. Exa- exactly. So, um, so I don't really have any like theories theories uh but i but i i just think they're i they're doing so much with like with the kind of compare the subtle compare and contrast with you know 
Ethan, who's already successful getting pulled, getting pulled down into like maybe doing things that he doesn't really want to be doing, or maybe doing things that he has been kind of want, wanting to do. Yeah. Same time, like Mia is kind of having to do those same things to try to climb in her career. Mm-hmm. And then they've got Valentina over here who's like reassessing every interaction with a man that she's ever had. Mm-hmm. And then like Harper and Daphne have these totally different outlooks on the way that they view men. <laughs> and so their experience with, <laughs> with, with, the, with, uh, with the opposite sex there, like as they're bouncing around Nodo, is like wildly different, but still connected to what everybody else is doing. So it's just like Mike White is just like he's 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 putting so many dots out there, and then kind of like very subtly, kind of casually connecting them. So it's delightful. Yeah, delightful. All right, Barrett. Uh, I guess we will be taking next week off. With uh... let's put a pin in it. I don't know. You know what? I, I, got... I mean, I'm I'm here. All I'll say is this. I think I might have some time. Okay. I think I might have yeah. some time. So we'll we'll reconnect and uh, we will be putting it out there on retail.pod on Instagram when we will be doing the gift guide episode as it is the most popular episode of the year. So just keep an eye out for that. But other than that, we hope that you enjoyed today and we will talk to you guys soon.